0: Campus 180 Radio. Funny, thoughtful, real. Biblical Breakouts. The mystery is in progress. The investigation has begun. Who did it? Is it real? Is it fake? Join Ethan Cook on Campus 180 Radio as he investigates Biblical Mysteries on Biblical Breadcrumbs. Welcome to another episode of Biblical Breadcrumbs. I am your host, Ethan Cook, a campus minister with Campus 180 Ministries. Today I want to invite you to join me as I explore a very unique Old Testament Biblical breadcrumb. Again, biblical breadcrumbs are something that help give credibility to some of the claims of the Bible. Today we are looking at Hezekiah's tunnel. Maybe you've heard about it, maybe you have not. Quick history, um, and this is from landofthebible.com. In 1880, a boy discovered an inscription on the tunnel wall while he was bathing. It has since been removed and placed in the Istanbul Museum but it explained a rare engineering feat of digging through solid bedrock with picks axes and a bucket brigade it describes two teams digging simultaneously from opposite directions and this is a quote from the inscription translated into english and when the tunnel was driven through the hewers wielded the axe each man towards his fellow there was heard a man's voice calling to his fellow The hewers hacked each toward the other, axe against axe, and the water flowed from the spring to the pool, a distance of 1,200 cubits. What does that mean? Um, As we're talking about the engineering feat, we had people come from two different directions without GPS, without compasses, without computers to help program everything. They were able to go more than a thousand feet underground from two different directions and meet in the middle successfully. Um, And we're gonna talk about why they dug this. So in 1867, a man named Charles Warren conducted the first evacuations, nope, the first excavations of the Temple Mount. Warren is credited with the discovery of the water shaft that brought the water from the Gihon Spring into Jerusalem to the Pool of Siloam in 701 B.C. Now, the Pool of Siloam is going to be another episode as there's some really cool evidence for that. Now, in honor of his work, it is also known as Warren's Shaft, um, as Charles Warren first did the dig here. And he was the first one to actually walk in this tunnel in centuries. According to his journal, <clears throat> it was fairly easy until about the 600 foot mark so this is when he's actually going through the tunnel trying to see where it goes Um, so they went about 600 feet and when he and his assistant henry had to crawl on all fours at the 600 foot mark and with a candle in his mouth while warren was taking notes they noticed the water rising leaving them with only inches of air to breathe at 900 feet they found the false turns that slowed them down before finally reaching the exit, well after sunset, they were wet and cold, but they had done it. Uh, last remark from this website, although a remarkable walk, walk it is not as difficult as Warren's first trek. Still, a two feet wide and five feet high, it can be a little claustrophobic. On a summer day, the 63 degree spring fed water is refreshing, but not advisable during the winter months without a change of clothes because you will get wet. The water level rises from your ankles to your knees, some places to your waist, um, and you'll need about 60 minutes to wade through this 1,740 foot tunnel. Bring a flashlight, it says. So this is pretty cool. Today we're talking about this tunnel um, that was discovered first by a boy in 1880, and then 1867, Um, we had some of the first uh, discoveries of the actual tunnel, and it was in 1880, while the boy was bathing, that found the inscription on the wall that talked about the feet of them starting from two different directions and meeting in the middle. So some quick background. uh, Hezekiah's tunnel uh, is part of Jerusalem's water system um, underneath the city so very, uh, pretty neat um, civilization and the engineering that they had in the city. Um, so this tunnel is located under the city of David. It connects the Gihon Spring, which is Jerusalem's fresh water supply, with the Siloam Pool. According to Second Chronicles 32, 2-4, which says... And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and intended to fight against Jerusalem, he planned with his officers and his mighty men to stop the water of the springs that were outside the city, and they helped him. A great many people were gathered, and they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the land, saying, Why should the king of kings of Assyria come and find much water? Uh, In verse 5, it says, He set to work resolutely and built up all the wall that was broken down and raised towers on it. And outside it, he built another wall and strengthened the Milo in the city of David. He also made weapons and shield in abundance. So Hezekiah realized that the Assyrians were coming to attack. Um, And in these kinds of battles, you might come and just surround the city and kind of suffocate it. You'll stop food and water coming in and out. And right outside of the city, uh, at the pool, we have, uh, or the spring, I'm sorry, the the Gihan spring, we have their fresh water supply for the city. So in a way, it's kind of like your water tower for your town. This is where the water was, and it was just flowing up. <laughs> now, if the enemy comes, they would have access to it, and that would allow them to stay there longer. And then they could even control that water supply so that the city could no longer have water, therefore starving them, therefore making them want to surrender. So Hezekiah got this plan to build a tunnel. Um, and another passage out of Second Kings, so completely different book, Second 2 Kings 20.20 20 says, Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might, and how he made the pool and the conduit and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? So, this is a completely different book in the Bible that is talking and raving about how he uh, made the pool, which we're going to talk about another time, Siloam Pool, um, and the conduit, so the tunnel that brought the water into the city so they could continue to have fresh water and allow the enemy outside not to have it. Uh, So, this tunnel was dug during the reign of King Hezekiah to prepare Jerusalem for the imminent attack of the Assyrian king. Sennacherib. In the Bible, Hezekiah redirected the water through the old and newly dug Jerusalem tunnels. So there already were some tunnels down there, but he dug one specifically to bring the water in. Now, there are some, uh, and more recently, as soon as 2020, people have started to look at some evidence and have some possible issues with the dating and whether or not Hezekiah was actually the digger of the tunnel that they found. Um, So it says, however, many wondered if Hezekiah's tunnel was actually dug by Hezekiah at the end of the 8th century, um, which is also known as the Iron Age too. So why are we talking about the tunnel? Uh, Well, first, we continue to dig under the city of David um, and the city of Jerusalem, and we continue to find really cool things. So future episodes are going to highlight different things we find in this city that we can learn about. Um, evidence outside our scriptures to give us credibility. Now, I'm going to read something from biblical archaeology, and it says um, so that one of the arguments against it possibly not being Hezekiah's tunnel um, comes the amount of time it would have taken to dig the tunnel. Now, some people are saying it would take way too long. So, this says, based on the type of rock in Jerusalem's tunnels, geologists. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce their name, uh, List three different geologists, contend that Hezekiah's tunnel could have been hewn, or dug, in no less than four years. Um, some scholars are thinking that if it was Hezekiah, he did it in one year. Other people are saying we're not sure how long. Um, so did Hezekiah have time to dig the tunnel before the arrival of the Assyrians? and Sennacherib. Uh, In the Bible, it doesn't specifically give us the amount of time between the threat and the actual siege, Uh, but some Assyrian records uh, shed some light on the matter. Um, And There's some more links if I want to continue to read more. Now, there are some other leading archaeologists. Jeffrey Chadwick and Aaron Meyer propose that Hezekiah did have ample time to construct the temple or the tunnel during the revolt against Assyria so this is one of the um, possible contradictions where people are saying could it have been done quick enough between the threat and the attack Um, and then another argument hinges on the relationship of various channels of water in the system under Jerusalem Um, tunnels were dug in very different periods ranging from the Middle Bronze Age to the Second Temple Period. Um, Some scholars who have excavated the city of David near the Gihon Spring extensively do believe that the starting point of Hezekiah's tunnel was Tunnel 4. So right now I'm looking at maps with, as they've dug and, and researched and looked through history, they've found different tunnels and some of them are not all dug at the same time. So they're thinking that the start of Hezekiah's tunnel was Tunnel 4, which is connected to the round chamber of the rock-cut pool, which we're going to talk about in a future episode. At the entrance to Tunnel 4, from the rock-cut pool, there is a place that had been smoothed for a plague. The similarity between this sorry, a plaque. The similarity between this plaque and the Siloam inscription supports the idea that Tunnel 4 marked the beginning of Hezekiah's tunnel, just as the Siloam inscription marked the end of the tunnel. So there's a lot more evidence um, out there. There's videos um, of people walking through it. You can actually go there and walk through it. There's video of it um, and some really cool things. So I encourage you to check it out. Now, why is this encouraging? Well, it's something outside of our scriptures that back up most likely The evidence out of second chronicles and second kings where hezekiah was attempting to save the city or at least prolong the life of the city by moving the spring and the water supply underground to into the city Um, therefore not a letting not letting the assyrians have fresh water so it's very strategic but it was also an engineering feat Um, some are saying they did it It had to have been done in four years or more. Some are thinking it was done in less than a year. However it was done, the fact that they started in two different points, 1,700 feet away, and met in the middle successfully is an engineering feat that many scientists are trying to figure out how did they do that. So thanks for exploring Hezekiah's Tunnel with me, and we will see you on a future episode of Biblical Breadcrumbs. Hey, ladies, if you enjoy hearing cheesy yet meaningful quotes, listening to funny stories or just talking about the college life, then check out the Live Radiant podcast only on Campus 180 Radio.